We are back. We are back with another episode here on episode 56 of the Block to Block podcast, the best podcast in the world for all things web free. Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai, and I'm here for another edition of our weekly podcast where we're just going to give you the game. As you know, my co-host, Webfrey Wayne, is enjoying fatherhood, so salutes to him. So I'm going to be giving the disclaimer. So this podcast is for informational purposes only. In no event are we liable if you lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, or provolone, so please consult with a financial advisor or any other certified professional when it comes to making investment decisions with your money. And with that, let's start off the show. Let's start off the show. First of all, man, it's fun doing these, you know, solo shows, right? Of course, it's more fun when it's like Web3 Wayne here and we're doing our little dialogue, our back and forth. But it's it's a great opportunity to just like come in, speak with you guys on a one-on-one basis and just to like dive in on singular topics. And so with that, what we want to dive into for today is just really talking about Latin America, right? specifically Buenos Aires and Argentina. Because one thing we pride ourselves within the show is that we cover like multiple global regions from, we've spoken about Africa a couple of times, we've spoken about the European Union, the Middle East, Asia. However, we didn't really get a chance to like dive deep into like Latin America. And don't be fooled. A lot of these Latin American countries are spending a lot of time and investment in terms of seeing ways in which blockchain technology can impact them. And I saw this really interesting story over in Argentina, so I wanted to bring it up here today. So the government of Buenos, the government of Buenos Aires, the capital of Argentina, is rolling out a new decentralized digital ID protocol known as Quark ID. So starting in October, citizens of the capital can download their Quark ID wallet to claim any key personal identification documents, such as your birth certificates, your marriage certificates, and much, much more. This will allow for the citizens to just really own their data and decide how they want to manage their certificates when it comes to interacting with public services. According to Diego Fernandez, the Secretary of Innovation for the City of Buenos Aires, he stated that This initiative causes Buenos Aires to become the first city in Latin America and one of the first in the world to integrate and promote this new technology and set the standard for how other countries in the region should use blockchain technology for the benefits of their people. So they're really looking to be really the first users or or first movers when it comes to finding ways to like really be innovative and more importantly, solve the pain points of their citizens. So it doesn't just stop there. There's plenty, There's many other plans and features that the government wants to roll out with Quark ID over the next few months. You know, in November, they're looking to roll out the proof of income and the certificates for proof of academic attendance as well. So citizens can have the ability to claim benefits in a more efficient manner because they have the things such as like proof of income or lack thereof. And from like a big picture standpoint, the government also wants to onboard 
2.5 million citizens with Quark ID wallets by the end of this year. And that's pretty major because the city of Buenos Aires itself has a population of over 3 million people. So we're looking already to have like around like 90% plus adoption from like the citizen standpoint. And the greater metropolitan area of Buenos Aires has 14 million citizens. So that's a lot of users to get in really Q4 this year. So it really just goes to show like how invested the government is in making this their solution for their citizens. And so overall, very, very exciting news. You know, this came out in media outlets yesterday, and I think it was very important to discuss it today because there's like many things we need to unpack. So for one, like how does the technology work in terms of, you know, dealing with this sensitive data of like birth certificates and marriage certificates. So a couple of things, a couple of organizations we first need to shout out. So all, all this technology of like Quark ID is really based upon MatterLab's ZK Sync error rollup, which is like a type of zero proof knowledge method. We'll get to what zero proof knowledge means within blockchain in a second. And the government's also using technology from a local startup in Buenos Aires called Extremion. And they focus on really helping governmental organizations and enterprises implement blockchain-based solutions to like really help citizens and clients get solutions that focus on improving their lives, their privacy, and their overall relations. And so what we see here is the government was able to leverage technologies from like different organizations that specialize in this type of initiative, right? And What's very interesting is they're using like zero proof knowledge method for verification. And this is really a method where you're trying to verify secret or confidential information without revealing, without revealing the content of that information, right? So for example, let's say, to make it like a really simple example, like let's say um, you and your friend, like your friend may have got into like some trouble and has like a very embarrassing situation. And you're telling that friend like, yo, I know what happened last weekend. And the friend's like, no, you don't, you're capping. You have no idea to that about like this embarrassing situation that I got into. And you're not gonna say what the situation is, but you're gonna say, well, I how can you say I don't know it? Because I know it involved your parents having to come up to the school and speaking with the principal that person will be like, oh, okay, that's information that nobody else would have known. So you have to know the secret information, right? So you're confirming that you know something without revealing what that specific information is. So in the context of like blockchain technology with like these zero proof knowledge, like a lot of times the verification may be some kind of mathematical hash ID that is used to like verify like, hey, this information, like these marriage certificates or this birth certificate is real without identif without disclosure information like, oh, this person was born in 1972 in Buenos Aires in this hospital, right? But so it's like just a method to like really promote security and privacy while also, also ensuring that you're able to determine like this information is real. So it's like a really cool method from just like a public sector perspective. 
all you know because this is sensitive information birth certificates marriage certificates proof of income that's all very sensitive so it's really cool that we see the government employing like zero proof knowledge um, protocols in this manner but more importantly in past episodes with Web3 Win and I, such as episode 47 or 48, I believe, we spoke about like how different regions outside of the United States are looking to use blockchain technology. And the key thing we stated was what's cool about these other countries within the world, especially countries that may be like developing nations or like emerging economies is the fact that they're really looking to solve actual pain points and like solve real problems and issues within their country. And that's what's going to make this technology really stick around, right? So whether that's like over in Africa, when it comes to having payment solutions, because the majority, a lot of the citizens are underbanked or don't have access to financial institutions, or whether that's here in the case of Buenos Aires, where they're looking to ensure that citizens have access to their sensitive information and that it allows them to really do things in a more efficient manner because we all know government's not the most efficient. But if you're able to have these digital IDs and like they said in November, like access things such as your proof of income or showing like how many times you've attended school or like your collegiate education and that can help you claim governmental benefits instead of doing like these long applications where you're on like the phone for hours or you're going to a governmental office that has like huge lines you're able to utilize technology that is available in real time because it's powered by blockchain and we know for a fact that it can be verified because of the blockchain technology and that's being used to like just increase productivity and efficiency and overall the real benefit to people. So very fascinating right there. Another thing that's important to note as well is just the importance of GovTech, right? This area of how the government can use technology in order to provide services. Because as we know, the biggest impact, the biggest force in your life from just like a big picture standpoint is the government, right? No matter which country in the world you live in, the government is the entity that's making the rules and they're really mandating like how we all live our lives from a social standpoint, from a political standpoint, from an economic standpoint, the government is the biggest, the biggest person, the biggest entity we need to be aware of, right? So if the government can be more efficient and find ways to like solve actual issues for citizens through the use of technology. That's what's going to be critical. So once again, going back to previous episodes, when we spoke about the European Union, they're looking to use blockchain technology to handle things such as the management of property records, right? And um, other areas as well, such as like how to handle like overall digital payments and things of that nature. Here we're seeing Buenos Aires saying, hey, we're going to use this to help just manage digital IDs just to begin with. And then we're going to use this as really a backbone for helping to 
verify information for our citizens, helping our citizens to access public services from us in a quicker manner, right? Maybe that's like, whether that be social welfare programs or anything else of that nature. And the fact that they are taking this approach of, you know, leveraging these technologies from organizations and starting out in the capital of the country and trying to get like upwards of 90% of the in-city population to have this usage by the end of the year, that really shows a lot of commitment. And it really opens up the doors to seeing other ways in which technology, blockchain technology, Web3 technology can be of service within any country, right? And who knows? Like, I'm very interested to see if Buenos Aires can become really like a use case, a case study, right? Where we all can learn from and see like in years to come, how you really make an impact through the use of blockchain technology. I mean, going back to the previous episodes as well, you know, many of the countries of the world are also looking into like CBDCs, right? Their own specific versions of like cryptocurrencies. Many governments of the world are, or even entities such as like the London Stock Exchange is looking to see how they can utilize blockchain technology for trade-in assets. Like all of these big institutions, all these governments are going to be using this technology. So don't play yourselves. Like don't play yourselves and just think, oh, this is all fad. It's all going away. Like it's here to stay. You know, we may not realize that it's necessary blockchain technology from the outside looking in, but best and believe that this technology is powering what's going on under the hood, right? And so, yeah, man, definitely pay attention to like governments, pay attention to institutions, pay attention to private companies, pay attention to how all the big players are really using this technology and use that from a standpoint of just like a learning and even motivation to see like, okay, if that's how they're using this tech, where can I carve a niche for myself and like bring something that's new for the market? You know, I'm speaking to like all the entrepreneurs specifically, right? Because you can possibly address, there's always going to be some kind of gap and you can address a gap that's not being serviced through these bigger dogs by bringing in your own unique service and your own unique perspective. And also for people who are just interested, like Latin America as, as an entire global market is actually a market you should be paying attention to, right? You know, we've spoken a lot about like Africa as a continent beforehand and how Africa is going to have close to a billion citizens in years to come. It has like the youngest population with like 60% being under the age of like 25. But with Latin America as a whole, they have over 670 million citizens within their countries, right? And 60% of their citizens are under the age of 35. So not as many people and not as young as Africa, but still very much comparable, right? You know, Latin America is also rich when it comes to natural resources like oil, gas, minerals, and agricultural products. And Latin America also has like a rise in middle class as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for tech solutions because you have younger populations who are more likely to be tech natives. They're used to tech. They're comfortable with tech. They're even trained to like work in tech. 
right? Like a lot of companies who get um, overseas workers to work in tech, they, they get them from Latin America as well. So, and then you have like this raising middle class in addition to all these factors. So this all creates conditions in which if you are a tech company that's using blockchain technology, you can possibly look into Latin America and see ways in which you can like service that market and like really make a hedge for yourself, right? Especially if you're in a country like the US where we're not super clear on like what's the regulation gonna be when it comes to all things Web3, especially like in the terms of crypto. You can go to places like Latin America. Like, look, listen, one of the biggest factors that's going to impact the success of any industry is the government, right? How does the government regulate? How does the government embrace that industry? You have local governments in Latin America from like the city level to even federal levels that are like really looking to embrace this technology, right? So especially if we see more successful Buenos Aires that just really opens up the doors for opportunity. So don't sleep. Don't play yourself. Don't think this technology isn't going to be here to stay. It most definitely is. Please, please, please find ways to educate yourselves and find ways to make opportunities with this technology, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, part of like a organization you work for, or any, or just like a regular person, right? Like, there's always an opportunity out there. And that's the greater message with this episode of Block to Block, sponsored by ourselves, because we don't have any sponsors. However, if you want to be a sponsor, hit us up. Also, please make sure you like, come subscribe, share out this episode with all your loved ones. You can also listen to this episode on all audio platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And yeah, till next time, till next time. Once again, I appreciate you all for our little mini episodes. This is your boy, NFT Enjoy. Peace.